0: Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Texas Tales Podcast, the show where we talk about Texas history and enjoy ourselves a cocktail or two. I'm Ryan. And this is Tracy. Why don't you pour yourself a drink and join us for what we're sure will be a
1: stimulating, partially factual tales about Texas? it's something
0: something special
1: you got me on these just recently i don't a do these
0: little tx and water
1: that's not tx that's the woodford same thing
0: and for the sake of our sponsor tonight <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing finer it's tx whiskey than Let's a go. little tx whiskey. i don't know if it's tx or texas whiskey i don't know how you're supposed to say it i mean it says tx the bottle says tx so i always say that well i
1: appreciate it whatever it is
0: it's damn smooth it's a it's a good little honey blend whiskey.
1: So the only thing that makes this okay for me is when I cut it with water. Mm. Because well, that's not true. Because we had some the other night that was just whiskey. Yeah, but, but I will drink that like that little thing all night long, neat yeah. but very long. Yeah,
0: it's it's smooth. It's good. You can drink it with water, without water. You can freeze it. For what, for
1: the purposes of what we're doing here,
0: yeah. uh, water and we're, ice. And... We're cutting it pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I think mainly because we're running low, and so we want to make <laughs> it last as long as possible. So that's that's uh, the real reason. Man, you know, I, I was uh, I was looking at uh, some topics for us, and I came across. Have you ever heard of? Well, obviously I'm sure you've heard of Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders, right? So Teddy Roosevelt isn't he's on like the uh
1: Yeah. The Mount Rushmore. Sorry, I'm answering his question before he says it because I I know
0: where he's He knows where I'm going with this. But he's on Mount Rushmore, right? Absolutely. Teddy Roosevelt. Absolutely. He was like just a wild man. Yes. Yeah. Did you know that so Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders? Yeah. Uh was the thing.
1: Yes they fought they
0: fought in the Spanish-American War. Yes. Did you know they trained in Texas? So
1: I did know that, but it's like a very obscure fact for me like I don't know much about it.
0: It's insane. I never knew that that was a thing. I didn't know why they would be in Texas. I didn't know
1: any of that. Like that's Yeah, I always associated him when he went out and kind of was after I think his mom died. His, yeah, by the way, he, don't fact check me on this. Like his mom died, his wife died. Yeah, it was he, like his mom's wife, I think. He basically like within that week set out to go to the Dakotas and kind of find himself as a man. Mm-hmm. And so I always associated him with the Dakotas in that area, mm-hmm. but I didn't really, I never associated him with Texas.
0: Well, about that same time, he apparently came down to Texas for like some javelina hunting or something. Of course. I think it was this whole tour he was on mm-hmm. to, I guess, get away and, and to be a man and do his thing, right? Uh, but uh, from what I've read is when he came down to Texas, he fell in love with just the the spirit of Texas and the whole vibe is is really what I'm I'm gathering from what I read about it.
1: So I'm imagining this is like late 1800s. So I mean, Texas yeah. is still very wild and still very kind of machismo here. and all mm-hmm. that, and that was kind of his thing at that point, right? 100%. Was was like. A man out living out by himself in the wild and doing all that. Which,
0: again, I don't know. He was born in New York. Yeah, I mean, he's a... I don't know that he, he was a guy. wild man. No. I think he was very much about his image. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I think he was ahead of his time in the fact that he very much wanted to market himself a certain way. Right. And being that rough and, and tumbled wild man frontiersman was kind of important to him from the sounds of it. Because he maybe he enjoyed doing all that. I don't know. It sounds like he was very uh, rough and tumble,d and, and sure. very boisterous, and all those things. I like to have a good time, um, but he certainly didn't start out that way. So how? I mean, how did he get in San to San Antonio,
1: and how the Rough Riders?
0: Yeah, well, it's a very good question. It's something like I said, I knew nothing about. So I did some digging. Sure. Uh, so he was a high ranking official in the Navy at the time, and so the Spanish American War. <sighs> Uh, was apparently on the horizon. It wasn't yet a thing.
1: Again, another topic I know
0: very little about. Yeah, I know. It was kind of one Why of those Why would we ever want to fight the Spanish? They're wonderful people. They Great food. Paella. <laughs> I <love> paella. <laughs> <It's> the best. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it was the revolution in Cuba. So the Cubans at the time raised up and had a revolt. And they basically said, you know what, Spain, we're done with you. We're tired of this colonial rule. We don't want you lording everything over us. We want to be our own country. So they were battling it out, right? Spain and Cuba, they were having a thing. Um, And Roosevelt at the time was a proponent of Cuba. He wanted Cuba to be their own country. Well, America was staying out of it. And then um, I believe it was the USS Maine blew up in the port of, I don't remember the name of the port. It was in Cuba, though. Mm-hmm. The port of Havana. Uh, sure, I mean, we'll Havana. go with that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with Havana. <laughs> I love Havana. But later, people believe that it might have been uh, human error or it might have been the coal in the like the furnace in the ship that okay, blew so, up and right. it wasn't actually sabotaged by Spain. All right, so let's back this ship up a bit. <laughs> I like what you did there. Thank you. Yeah.
1: So what... So what I think you're saying is uh, the United States ship somehow USS sank Maine. and we believe that the it Spanish was... military did it mm-hmm. and later on it's been proven or believed that maybe the Spanish military did not do that.
0: Yes. Well, it's I don't know that it's proven. It's a theory that basically it was used as a rallying. Thing, uh, okay. Right. Good. So the ship blew up in the port. It was pinned on Spain mm-hmm. so that the U.S. would basically get involved with the war. And I'm not sure whose decision that was, but I can believe that. Sure. Um, it might have been an actual, you know, deed that was done by Spain. Um, or it may, maybe it was So we don't or know. We don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> so, so, Lost in history. Yeah. So what happened was... The America's in the war now, right? So okay. they basically say we need to get our arms up. We need to basically start cavalry. So they basically had three cavalry units that they started up. One of them uh, was going to basically be recruiting men out of San Antonio. Okay. Uh, it was actually Colonel Wood, I believe, was the the man in charge at the time. It, it, so people think that it was Teddy Roosevelt that went to San Antonio and was responsible for recruiting everybody. But it wasn't. It was this Colonel Wood um, who did a lot of the recruiting before Teddy Roosevelt ever got down to San Antonio. Because at the time, he was in Washington, D.C. and he was like the admiral or some kind of high up in the Navy at the time. He retired so that he could basically enlist... um, with the cavalry unit that was leaving San Antonio,
1: so their his job or goal is to recruit a bunch of men. I don't know why they're in San Antonio, but it sounds like a great place. I mean, talk about Texas was an outlaw place, a wild, it's a wild place west. That and was people, outlaws, had people, so people had horses. He's jumping after it, and they're probably looking for something to do. It seems like a good, it's a good thing of any.
0: Right, right, and so they're basically hoping that they can get frontiersmen. Yeah. They're wanting to get that type of person that's that's you know that's used to living off the land. That's basically. Out in this in this territory, yeah, uh, and it's willing to fight. From what I've read, they had to turn down quite a few people that apparently uh, weren't of the standard. The yoke that they were looking to, yeah, for to the U.S. Calvary. So, so they had a standard. They were saying? they had a standard, okay. which you know, one could argue that Texas <laughs> might not be the place at that time <laughs> that you want to go to if you do have a standard. But that's Agreed. that's where they were.
1: So who did do you have? Do you know who they. I mean who cares who was
0: in it? who did they exclude? so <laughs> so interesting enough, I did read that they excluded uh, Jesse James' brother sure, you know, for obvious reasons maybe guilt by association I suppose right. uh, the black and, sheep and they and they excluded like 600 Sioux Indians that oh. volunteered the Indians. but they they weren't of the oh. of the right. I don't know cloth. You can't fight.
1: You can't fight for us. We'll fight. We'll fight you, but you can't fight for us.
0: Which is so absurd, right? That that, that's so mind blowing that they would turn down. In you're in war. You need six hundred volunteers who are are trained. I don't know why they would ever. War? Yeah, I don't know why they would ever volunteer to fight for the U.S. After all that, but yeah, why would they? Yeah, like what was their upside? Mm I don't know.
1: I bet you they were trying to bargain for something.
0: Well, and also depending on, I mean, I don't know about that time period, but maybe they were just going crazy, being stuck to a piece of land, <laughs> sure, In and not having like a, you're not having like a an, an actual purpose. Sure, like we're going to go out and see the world. They don't, <laughs> they want to go to Cuba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't really know the reason why they wanted to fight for the U.S. after everything, and I don't really know why the U.S. decided not to include them. But it's listed that they were wow. they were left out. Um, so, but I do believe if
1: I my history with the Rough Riders is correct, is they did have bank robbers, they did have they had a some bunch unsavory characters, characters in there,
0: they had people that I'm sure <laughs> were a lot more unsavory than the Sioux Indians at the time. <laughs> so, yeah, I you know, it's it's weird because they're kind of speaking out of both sides of the sure. mouth, they they want a certain type of character and they want that frontiersman who's a little rough and rowdy. Um but they they also have the standard, so I don't know how that works.
1: Was this the first cavalry unit that the US was was building?
0: It was one of three. Yeah. So it was it was I believe the first cavalry unit. And uh, Colonel Wood, the, the man in charge, actually was the Surgeon General and was uh, President Cleveland's yeah, President Grover Cleveland's uh, White House physician. Wow. at that time. And he had also received the uh, Congressional Medal of Honor for his work as a surgeon during the Apache campaign just a few years earlier.
1: So, do we believe that Teddy really Let's had call him Teddy? We're, we're <laughs> well, he's a short we're little, good enough, short friends. little fuzzy guy. Yeah. can call him Teddy. Now, did he really have any impact on this, or was he kind of a was he the the guy that showed up on the front page because he was in town?
0: Dude, Teddy was a man to steal a headline. <laughs> I I don't believe that Teddy was really in charge of much um, up to that point, right? It sounds like uh, Colonel Wood did most of the recruiting. He had been down in San Antonio already. He was the man in charge, mm-hmm. right? Um, Roosevelt comes in and... <laughs> captures the headline? Basically decides to capture the headline, the glory. He's, you know, if you believe the the marketing... He's the guy in the in the Menger Hotel in San Antonio shooting off rounds and buying everybody beer and
1: Well, I don't know Colonel Wood, but I do know Teddy Roosevelt.
0: Yeah. And I don't think that they were of the same beliefs. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Colonel Wood was a pretty straight-laced fellow. Um, and you know, from what I from what I read on it, he actually had to uh, what? Reprimand or give old Ted a good I'm, talking to about his uh, his demeanor. In the the in one
1: the thing that I know, and by God, you can't tell me I'm not correct on this, is that Teddy Roosevelt, from all my time that I've spent in San Antonio, <laughs> he he was the lead recruiter Oh, of all of these folks. Oh, he was it. And he planted himself at the Manger Hotel bar. Yeah. And they all came to him because he was there. Like a raised, ball to a flame. And he raised this. And by the way... If you have not gone to the Manger Hotel and sat in that bar, yes, it still exists. Yeah. You know, it's one of those places when you sit there, you know you're in history.
0: It's the oldest continually operating hotel west of the Mississippi.
1: It is literally next door to the Alamo. And it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's a cool hotel. And it's haunted. Mm. Haunted. Yeah. Love so this my boys, we went there and uh, it's been a while ago now we went up and we're looking at all the beauty and the majesty and the paintings and all of the decoration, all those things. And I start telling them how this place be haunted. I kind of tell them the story. And one of my sons was a little bit older at the time. One was a little bit younger. They both believe they saw a ghost. Mm. And they, now if one sees it, I'm like, all right, stop. The other one sees it, I'm like, okay, stop it. They both see it and I'm like, okay, y'all are freaking me
0: out, (laughs) right? (laughs) Well, you're very much a skeptic. I'm a total, You're not a ghost guy. I'm
1: a total skeptic, but they were like, on that floor I saw a ghost. And I was like, okay, we're 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 going to pack
0: up and head out of here. Circle now. the wagons. <laughs> we're gonna get out of here. <laughs> but I did stop
1: long enough to hang out at the Manger Hotel bar and have a drink. Yeah. And if you haven't done it, do it cuz you just know the big like, I don't know, cherry wood and big mirrors, like you just know people have sat there, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, it's actually it's it's been talked about the Manger Hotel uh, that it was a way station. So it's actually seen people such as uh, Robert E. Lee, Ulysses yeah. S. Grant. Um, it was like a main stopping point for folks. For folks, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's 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 much more than just Teddy Roosevelt, the man, the myth, the legend, Teddy, who is responsible Teddy. for saving America at this sure. time, apparently. Um, but yeah, it's it's a cool spot, but. You know, it's rumored that he was in the hotel bar. That's where he did all the recruiting um, and that he was buying kegs of beer (laughs) for everybody and it was just a party every night and all the cases. But from what I'm seeing, man, like he got there late, uh, would have been down there for a while recruiting everybody. Um, I think that Roosevelt was there all of like two days in the actual hotel, like while his stuff was getting situated in the camp. And then he was at the camp for two weeks and then they left like they went to go to the war so he wasn't really there that much or that long and it wasn't like he had his thumbprint on the Rough Riders and decided to whip them into shape and all these other things so, so I
1: guess my question and I don't know if there's an answer to this right now is but is you just kind of show up you've been doing your Rough Riding thing up in the Dakotas you just kind of show up you're kind of a recruit yourself yeah. All of a sudden, you have kind of a standing position in this group of people. Yeah. Because I think everything I know about the Rough Riders and that is he 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 kind of led some folks.
0: Yeah, so he was in a leadership role, I guess, within the Navy. Uh, I don't know that it was necessarily on the ground or, you know, somebody who was actually having to, to lead people into battle. Um, it sounds like it was more of a, a political, you know, appointment in Washington. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he had some pull somewhere, and he basically was able to retire— from the Navy and then join up immediately because he, I believe he saw an opportunity and he was going to use this as a springboard for bigger ambitions, which proved to be true. I
1: think he started as a politician. He went away and he ended as a politician. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, so he played it perfectly. Um, And I don't know, people just loved him. The papers loved him. Yeah. I'm assuming he took on this persona and I don't know if he planned it or if it just happened, but the papers loved him, and it immediately became Roosevelt's Rough Riders, and he really used it as a springboard yeah, to become the president. And, picture you, you know, the see of him
1: years. is with that little cowboy hat, with the flat thing on oh, one yeah. side, and he's on a horse. Spectacles. And, I mean, I think he's five foot tall, oh, sure. so he's you know he's big. His men are all around him. Like yeah. that's his like uh, that's his thing.
0: So what's interesting to me. Um, some of the people that were in the Rough Rider in the Calvary uh, were Texas Rangers. Oh, well, so they got some standing. Yeah, so they for sure are going to meet the standard, <laughs> right? Uh, and it's interesting because from what I—I mean, this is obvious—but from what I've read in numerous articles, it talks about obviously they didn't need to be trained, mm-hmm. right? He wasn't worried about them. Um, but yeah, I mean they—they they had they had some Indians that were that were in the in the Calvary. They had frontiersmen, they had some cowboys, they had, uh, I believe, some, um, some Mexicans or Texicans or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, but people were really coming from all over. They also had people from the East Coast that were coming to join, right? So some graduates from Harvard and some, um, some high-ranking families from the East Coast. Uh, and I think I have to imagine it's more than just wanting to kind of sew some wild notes. Well, I, they're I, using it as a springboard. They're wanting to get this experience. That to,
1: was my question: as yeah. is, is like, why are these people coming to do this? I mean, because they are volunteers. Yeah. So, is it a greater country pride? Is it I want to get the heck out of this you know situation I'm in? I, it I might be wondering. a mix of all those. things. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I bet it is.
0: Yeah. So, um, so that's pretty interesting to me that 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 that, that was the case. Another interesting uh, point to this is that at the time, there was a pretty popular um, like Wild West show okay. that traveled the country. And part of the name, it was a super long name, it was like Wild Bill's <laughs> Miraculous something or other, uh, but the end of it was Rough Riders. Uh. So it was actually a newspaper article that picked up the Rough Rider name and attached it to the cavalry unit here in san antonio so that's it's a, it's that's kind of how they got that name nice yeah so i thought that was pretty cool so
1: what happened to them after we uh, so they trained for some time here
0: yep then they shipped out they shipped out to florida and from florida it was just a hop skip and jump obviously to cuba and so obviously once they got to cuba then you know they had the the battle of san juan hill which sure. it sounds like they were they outnumbered the spanish by like Quite a bit. It wasn't necessarily a, a big fight.
1: So I imagine we've got these this huge regatta of ships. We've got men. We've got horses. We've got cannons. Like we're all ready to go because we're a cavalry unit. So right, we're a cavalry unit. Uh, the things you would think with a cavalry unit.
0: Yeah. So funny story. Uh, from from all accounts. So they don't mention this in the history books. Oh, another but, one of these. Yeah, another one of these. Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders, the cavalry unit, shipped out to Cuba, um, but they left their horses in Florida. So, <laughs> so, so when they go what's charging a, into battle... What's a cavalry without horses? It's a bunch of funny little small men with machetes, and they're charging up the hill. They charged up San Juan Hill on foot. Wait, did they know these horses didn't make the ship? I assume you're going to miss a horse if you're not on it. So, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'm pretty sure they knew that it didn't happen. That they didn't have the horses, but think about that. If you're, I mean, that's that's got to worry you a little bit if you've trained as a cavalry unit and the whole idea was to go in. That'd be like if you were in a tank unit and the tank and gone. the tank wasn't there. I mean, just the, yeah.
1: All yeah. you have to do is say it's a cavalry without horses.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So effectively, it was just a bunch of small men <laughs> running up a hill. But they won. They won. They won. They won. Um, but this kind of goes back to my whole what I take away from this is that Teddy Roosevelt was really ahead of his time and was a master of marketing. You don't hear about the fact that they didn't have horses, right? You don't hear about the fact that he actually wasn't the one that recruited everybody. You don't hear about the fact that he wasn't just partying it up in the Menger hotel for six months and buying everybody beer and just being a, you know, a wild man. That really wasn't part of the, the story that was told to us in reality. It it's, it's very much the opposite of that. He's just kind of there. Uh, he does obviously have a very boisterous personality, and the papers love him. And so I don't know where that story gets told. I don't know if it's straight from Teddy or if it's just somebody in the papers who kind of spun this story, and it, he was okay with it and, and ran with it. But he really rode this reputation uh, that he gained from the Rough Riders all the way to the White House. Interesting.
1: Yeah. That is such an interesting... Yeah. And I think... Um, I mean, if I got my years right, and I'm not going to say that I do, but if the Spanish-American War was late 1800s, I mean, he was president early 1900s, so yep. it definitely vaulted him into that, that 100%, conversation.
0: 100%. It was only a few years later. Yeah, uh, And I believe he was actually the vice president mm. of... Was it Cleveland? Was it Grover Cleveland that got... That did he have a heart attack or was he assassinated? I don't
1: know. I'm not going to fact check you. Yeah.
0: Well, let's let's just go with it. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm pretty sure that he basically uh, got into the White House that way, and then he won the next election. So yeah, I mean, it was pretty quick. It was a quick turnaround.
1: Man, that is a, that's an amazing story. I um, so if you do go back to the Minger Hotel, there is a picture, a portrait on the wall of Teddy Roosevelt in Cuba. And he's the only one on the horse and all his men are on foot next to him. There you go. So there go to San Antonio, go to the Manger Hotel. There and you, you go. will see exactly what you're talking about. All those little men. Now you them. know why. But his horse was there. <laughs> his horse was there. Yeah, I
0: think it said something like, uh, best they could tell, there were about five horses that were allowed or that didn't make it into Cuba. I don't know, again, you know somebody was having a bad day that day. If they were in charge of the horses getting to Cuba and they didn't make it. Where is the logistics guy? You had one job. (laughs) You You had had one job. You clearly were not trained by Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, so uh, I thought that was super fascinating. Wasn't a story that I'd ever heard before. Didn't, I mean, to think that Teddy Roosevelt essentially platformed his entire future, his presidency and everything off of this rough rider campaign that was rooted in san antonio at the manger hotel bro
1: yeah and i think if you go to san antonio today they uh the the training ground's still there yeah um, i think it's a golf oh, yeah. it's a golf course today yeah um uh, so uh still a lot of uh, a lot of stuff happening there but if you go there today there's, there's a plaque there's a memorial mm-hmm. to him so he is recognized in san antonio as the rough rider guy
0: oh there's a statue now poor wood Yeah, (laughs) I don't think I didn't see his statue. He was a he was a Congressional Medal of Honor, so he was he was doing okay for himself. But yeah, he definitely didn't get the celebration that Teddy did for sure. Yeah, good subject. Yeah, I thought so. I
1: like this a little known history that you always hear about, you just don't know anything about it. Again,
0: another reason why Texas history, the heritage is so deep, right? And it's so rich. It's something that you don't hear about, but it's such a cool fact.
1: Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love it. Good subject. Cheers. Appreciate it to you, brother.
0: All right, friends, that's going to do it for this episode of the Texas tales podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure and give us a five-star rating on Apple podcast and subscribe. So you don't miss any future episodes. If you'd like to keep up with us outside of the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at TX Podcast, or you can visit our online store at www.independentstrailretail.com for all things Texas swag. I'm Ryan, and that's Tracy. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.